I think the future educations for international students, they are looking for something more authentic learning experience. Campus study, which is really authentic, how can you provide to the students online the same experience, same like they're in the campus study? Hello, and welcome to KPMG's Talking Tertiary podcast, where we reimagine tertiary education for a changing world. I'm Stephen Parker, KPMG's education sector leader in Australia. This is one of a series of conversations I've had with student leaders in the university sector. The discussions were arranged before the pandemic lockdown, but actually took place during it by audio conferencing. So I took the opportunity to ask about the experience of the lockdown from a student perspective, as well as what my guest would like to see change in the future. And given that the pandemic has highlighted the importance of international students to our education institutions, our society and our economy, I thought it would be very important to hear the voice of the international student. Today's discussion is with Chunyi Zhao, the National Undergraduate Officer of the Council of International Students Australia, or CESA. Here's the interview. Chunyi, welcome to Talking Tertiary. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Let's begin by hearing a little bit about yourself, what you're studying in this country and why you chose to come and study in Australia. Hello everyone. My name is Jun Yi Zhao, so I'm from China. I'm studying at Bachelor of Accounting at La Trobe University. I quite enjoyed my study at La Trobe University, which is a great university. The reason why I chose Australia is because, first of all, I have to say, study abroad is not only academically and culturally fulfilling, but also fosters personal growth and independence. By studying abroad to overseas, also get new perspectives and concepts from the various point of view. Mm-hmm. And you will come into close, connect with distinct culture. And I think Australia is a good choice for me. Six years ago, so I've been here well. Australia has a cultural diversity, friendly natives, and a high quality of education. Institutions in Australia offers a wide variety of courses and a degrees. Australia is at forefront of new technology and innovation. So it's good for PhD students. Mm-hmm. It brings well-integrated facilities to students. International students are allowed to work up to like 20 hours per week while studying. And then after they've graduated, they can stay on and work as well? Yes. Yeah. I think during this study, so you can work also studying. I think this is a good time to practice your practical skills, okay. not just learning. So not just the theory. It's a good time to gain some work experience in their fields of interest while they study. So can you tell me a little bit about the Council of International Students Australia? Tell me a little bit about the organisation and what its role and mission are. I think CESA is the National Peak Body Representative Organisation for International Students. So CESA's mission is advocating for interests and needs of international students. And CESA also facilitating our network building amount with the stakeholders, with the interest of supporting international students and providing the means of consulting and engaging with international students. I think we care about international students. We dedicate the support of international students. You mentioned to me before we began that you have an anti-discrimination campaign. Tell me a little bit about that. 
I think the anti-discrimination campaigns now is organizing by our woman officer. Mm-hmm. She do care about female international student Australia to unite and empower international student mm-hmm. in a time of uncertainty, and also raise a witness and demonstrate racism and discrimination in Australia. Terrific, thank you. So that's a little bit about you, and I should say I'm very pleased that you did choose Australia. And thank you for the nice things that you have said about it. Very pleased to hear about the work of CISA. Yeah, thank you. Let's now focus on the situation we're in at the moment that we're recording this interview, which is during the pandemic lockdown. I'm interested in your perspective on what international students have experienced during this very unusual period. I think international students experience a lot of challenges for them. Yeah, I think not not just for international students, also domestic students.、Mm-hmm. So that like a transaction from the campus study to the online study, which is a big challenge for everyone, because I think university did offering online study before, but it doesn't suit for all the courses. Like if you're doing business, you need like internship opportunity. How can you do the internship online? Also like engineering student. Medical students, nursing students, they go to the lab or to the internship in the hospital. So how can you do it online? So that is a bit challenging for everyone. Also, I think it's like online teaching technical issues, like a internet connection. For me, I'm accounting student, but some of my courses like finance. How can you show the calculation to the students? My true did use the whiteboard to show the student the calculation process, which is pretty pretty good. So instead of like use a word document to type the symbol, so it's better to just use your pen to draw the symbol and the, the calculation to the student, which is pretty good. Well, it's been a learning experience for us all—the whole online way of doing things. Can we talk also a little bit about the plight, the financial position of international students during this lockdown? As I understand it, many had part-time jobs. At least some of those jobs have gone. You're not eligible for JobKeeper by and large. So, tell me a bit about what you've seen as maybe your own experience, but certainly the experience of other international students. I see. So we released the welfare package. So the state government did announce some package to the students, provide job opportunity and training online to the students. Also, a lot of a company did release like a virtual internship for students. Right. I think virtual. This is inevitable in the future. So even in the future, even there's no disease. There's like an online study, also campus study. So we have more options to the student to gain education from a different way. And as a national undergraduate officer, this last two weeks, I did organize a two session for our international student, the whole Australia.、Goodness. So the first one was teach international student what is soft skills. So this is good time to practice your soft skills. Mm-hmm. So network with people online, so you can meet someone from your professions in the field before graduation. So this is great, proactive for all the students. The、so、student could capture some potential opportunity、mm-hmm. by networking. Just last week, the week before, I had another session with our student. Was eighty six people, eighty six students showed up. So which is so great. The topic was understanding Australia job market. So we would tell students. First of all, you have to know your visa rights. That's the first step. Then you do the volunteering and the internship. It will pathway for you to the full-time job or the part-time job. Last week we had like a resume, how to empowering your personal branding during a pandemic. 
our speakers shows our students how to fix your resume, your cover letter, your interview tips, and your elevator pitch. And I think this is also a good opportunity for a student to take any. There's like a plenty of opportunity online, so just take it. I think for all the students, the job you're gonna take, so they might not have a career job, but you will gain some new skills, which is quite good. Also, I think during this time for students, it's also a good time to do some revaluation. Sure. So more time to think who you are <laughs> in order to enhance your personal awareness. I quite so agree. Yeah, know what you want. So every pandemic is an opportunity and a challenges. Well, that's certainly a very positive way of looking at, at it. As I think you said earlier, at some point the pandemic will pass, it will finish, and things may not go back to the way they were before, but there'll be a new normality uh, at least. So I'd now like to turn to the future. Assume that the pandemic is behind us and a new normal has come about. What would you like to see change in higher education in the future? I think higher education in the future, I can say after 10 years, I think we're shifting to digitalization and the visualization for students, I think which is inevitable. Some students, you have to pay the high tuition fee so you can go to campus to study. But for some of them, they can't afford high tuition fee so they can study online. So everyone can get education, no matter what family you are. So you got a high income or low income, you can get education. You can prove yourself and your family. Also, I think for the future changes, university will update online teaching system and the online resources available for students to access. I think it also promotes some sort of like a gender equity and a gender equal treatment. So no matter where you're from, you can attend online study. Like my event I organize, because I'm based in Melbourne, that event was targeting just Melbourne international students. But there was like a student from Perth, Brisbane, Canberra, so all kind of cities across the whole Australia. So we treat everyone equally, no matter where you're from, no matter where you are, you can gain education. I think also for university, character building and self-reliance also become even more important part of academic education, not just the hard skills, also the soft skills. Right. That's really interesting. And do you think then that international students will still keep coming to Australia when there are more online alternatives? And certainly in the case of your country, China, when there are more universities, what do you think is the, are the future prospects for international education in Australia? I think the future educations for international students, they are looking for something more adaptable and a more like authentic learning experience. So I think campus study, which is really authentic, how can you provide to the students online so give them the same experience, same like they're in the campus study, even if it's online. So I think that's some of the technical updates for the university. So like an iPad, you can actually draw something. Okay. I think that's the one way for the tutor to show the calculation to the students instead of using your mouse to draw the calculation process. So that's the reason I was saying, so the online teaching is inevitable. And have you found Australia to be a welcoming country to come and study in? I think Australia is a welcoming country for international students, no matter which country you come from. So that's the reason why I chose Australia. So, and during this time, Australia state government made a significant commitment mm -hmm. to support international yes. students yep. during this time. 
and with the many hardship funds announced and tuition fee reduction to help international students get over this difficult time. I think no international student will be left behind or forgotten. Right. Yeah. That's terrific. Well, look, it's been very good to talk to you. I found it really interesting, and I wish you every success in your future career. If you're going back to your home country, China, I hope that you will stay close to Australia and be, in a way, an ambassador for us in your country. So thank you for joining me today and talking tertiary. Thank you, Stephen. That was my pleasure. Well, that was my conversation with Junyi Zhao, who is the National Undergraduate Officer of the Council of International Students Australia. And we had a wide-ranging discussion. He talked about the experience of the pandemic, moving his studies online, what he'd like to see different. He talked about the activities of CESA, representing international students, and also anti-discrimination from a gender point of view, which was really interesting to hear. And he talked about developing soft skills and skills of character and self-reflection. You can listen to other episodes in seasons one and two on our website, kpmg.com slash au slash talking tertiary or wherever you find your podcasts thanks for listening and i'll speak with you next time on talking tertiary